Hello, everyone. We are back again with another weekly episode of our podcast. We are the Football Tailgaters, and we go over hot topics in the NFL. As always, we have here Yams, who's a Jets fan, Andy, who's an unbiased fan, and I'm Aaron, the Cowboys fan in this group. So we got week eight in the books, completely done for. And we're going to go over some quick topics here. We got three topics. Obviously, we're going to always, always start with our weekly biggest disappointment and surprise. And we got lots to talk about regarding Kirk Cousins, the 49ers with Brock Purdy, and Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Let's start with our weekly biggest disappointment for week eight. My biggest um, disappointment is Thursday night game when that Hail Mary went straight to Chris Godwin and he didn't care to look up to the sky and say the ball that was coming right to him to deliver a tied game for the Buffalo Bills. My biggest disappointment is the 49ers having three straight losses after that beatdown they gave the, to the Dallas Cowboys. It's not going to be the 49ers having this trouble for, throughout the whole season, but it's just concerning at this point. I agree with mainly the 49ers one because it's been three straight games that they've been struggling. And yes, you can fault that or you can maybe excuse the injuries in regards to that. Some little hiccups that they've been dealing with. And this kind of just shows right now in the whole league that there's no super team right now. Even with all the weapons that you can have on each side of the ball, right? It still doesn't matter, right? There's still problems all across these teams. And it's just what happens in the NFL, and it's not really a surprise to me. It's really rare when a super team can come through and really look unstoppable. What about the weekly biggest surprise for you guys? You know, for me, it's the Wilsons. And when I say the Wilsons, I mean Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson. (laughs) Outplayed Mahomes. And it was about time the Chiefs lost. The Chiefs had been playing sloppy. And because the refs saved them their butts so many times, it was about time they lost. And yeah, deserved. Yeah, biggest surprise was the Denver Broncos beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I was looking at some stats earlier this morning. Russell Wilson has 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, and Patrick Mahomes has 15 touchdowns, eight interceptions. 101.7 passer rating for Russell Wilson and 95.8 passer rating for Mahomes. Crazy stats. I would specifically say the Broncos, mainly because, yeah, you're dealing with a playoff competitor here in the Chiefs. And it's also a divisional game. It's a divisional game. So it's very competitive. And it's to no surprise that the games are usually going to be competitive. But 24 to 9 and the way the game kind of seemed to play out for Mahomes, it wasn't really favoring them at all. And the Broncos credit to them, right? They were able to turn things around here. There was a pretty solid game on the defense, especially to keep Mahomes to only nine points they didn't score a single touchdown that's crazy so yeah you could say that maybe the weapons yeah whatever it is they they still have Kelsey right and the wide receivers aren't the worst thing in the world they still have their running backs right Pacheco and all that are they not but the it, worst it's... thing in the world I mean you have Kadarius Tony very inconsistent you have Sky no because Moore. they're six and two wouldn't that be more on the defense and having the best quarterback in the league and having the best tight end in the league? Yeah, there you go. So you don't, I mean, could you argue that who has the worst one between like the Chiefs and the Giants? I think the Chiefs have personally have a better wide receiver core than the Giants. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, okay, let's say, let's just put it like this. All right, they're not like the complete bottom of the barrel, but they're definitely on the second half regarding on like how good their wide receiver core. Like, 
They're not completely garbage, but they're also not the worst. But it's good enough for Mahomes to do things, I would special say things getting on the close field. to like being like the worst like wide receiver group, like five, like top five worst wide receiver group. I mean, taking I away think, the tight ends, just yeah, yeah, receiver. no, for sure. And and the running backs are pretty good for them. Um, regarding the even though they weren't really that good this past game, but oh, they they like Pacheco's still solid, right? I think. Th- if they really want to make a strong run, they need to trade for a wide receiver. Who? I don't know. I have no clue because that's that's a lot to think about, right? But they're still six and two, right? There's not there's no panic button here yet. Don't press it. It's it's fine. Yeah, but for sure. I I think it's more so like you got to give credit to what the Broncos did mm-hmm. because the Chiefs are still not a bad team, and right, you you got to give credit to the offense of the Broncos because, like you just said, the Chiefs defense. They do a lot of the work, too, so credit to them. Perhaps just the fact that Taylor Swift was a no-show. The Chiefs were also a no-show. <laughs> I'm not that could very much that. be it. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> Let's jump over to our main topics and go over the big news that just broke out. I guess not really just, right, but last, this past Sunday, with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins... He injured his Achilles, he ruptured it, he's out for the rest of the season. This is a ginormous blow for uh, the Vikings, who are sitting 4-4, four and four, did win the game 24-10 to 10 against the Packers. What should the Vikings do with Kirk Cousins? Well, for the current situation, I, don't, I think Nick Mullins sucks. I think he should not start. They should give a shot for the rookie quarterback, Jaron Hall. Now, it depends on how the rookie does and whichever quarterback they do and how they land or where they land in the draft. Um, but I like Kirko. I think they should sign him for at least three more years. He's a Viking. He should he earns the he earns the right to have that shot there. He he's, he never quits and he's always he was bringing the team back from a one and four start. I like the coach uh, O'Connell and this is one of like the biggest decisions that they have to do this during this week. Either they have to quote unquote tank the season to get one of the biggest quarterbacks out there in college for next year's draft and just trade Kirk Cousins or stick with Kirk Cousins. He has been he's has been reliable. He has his ups and downs, but I do like him as well. If it was up to me, I would stick with Kirk Cousins and just figure out that defense and make a more explosive defense for them. The Vikings sit at number two regarding yards per game in the passing game. So they're one of the best passing offenses out there. And well, why is that? Really? It's because you have a competent quarterback that can make these throws in Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah, he disappears in prime time sometimes, but that's okay. He can still come through most of the time with Jordan Addison, with Justin Jefferson, and I guess Osborne sitting at the third, right? It's a really good offense that they have. The running game, they kind of need to work out their kinks, right? But you just focus full on on the passing game and you're solid, right? The defense is what really is super mediocre. Uh, They kind of sit in the middle of the pack in a lot of things regarding the defense. So there's like stuff you can work on there. And yeah, that should be one of the focuses. You should stick with Kirk Cousins because he's good enough to get you through a lot of big games if you just fix the defense because whenever Kirk Cousins disappears, the defense is there to save him. And that's how you fix that problem. Now they can't really afford to tank, right? Because they're sitting at four, four and four and you got worse teams out there 
And it's going to be hard to, I guess, catch up in the losing category to try and get a, a top tier quarterback. You would have to trade up for that pick. So that's kind of where I stand on that. I don't think it's the end of the world. It, it, it is awful. It is awful. It really is awful that he, he's done for the rest of the season. And it's going to be real tough on this Minnesota Vikings. And Justin Jefferson, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what he's thinking about his situation right now. Because he's had plenty of struggles. We had the same situation with Stefan Diggs when he sat there in, uh, in, in, the, in the Vikings, when he was with the Vikings, right? And they had their struggles, and he got out of there because he was sick of it. Is it going to be deja vu here? Is, is Justin Jefferson eventually going to leave? Is he going to stick there? It is unfortunate. It'll be yeah. interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah, because it's sort of like the Devontae Adams situation that you have a big-time talent. Also, the Vikings, I believe the Jeffer- uh, Jefferson, he's on his rookie deal still. So they're going to have to pay him. It's a big decision for, for the Vikings, like I said. All right, so I want to move over to the next topic now. With the 49ers, we just talked about them earlier, right? And the 49ers, here's something interesting, right? They sit at 5-3. and 5-3, and three, second in the NFC West. Guess who's up top? The Seattle Seahawks. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Regarding when you, when you compare those two teams, it's just insane to think about. But that's the NFL for you. After the Cowboys game with the 49ers, right? The 49ers dismantled the Cowboys. And ever since then, the 49ers have lost all their games. Three straight. And something to point out, really interesting to me, kind of crazy. All of their last three games that they've lost, they've scored only 17 points. In all the games, they've scored 17 points. That's kind of crazy. So I want to ask you guys the question, has Brock Purdy been exposed? Many people have been saying that Brock Purdy has been exposed. I'm not one of them. He, they, the 49ers are having a slump right now of three straight losses. But if you look at the game, he's still playing pretty well. Uh, the, the receivers, including the tight end Kittle, are dropping passes. He's still moving around in the pocket and finding people. It's just a, it's one of those situations where teams, the really good teams, have in the middle of the season like kind of a little bit of a downfall. They figure it out, they fix it, and then in December they just get hot again. And I, that's what I believe the 49ers are. It's Darnell time, baby. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't know if he... It's like he's good, then he's not good. It, so So far he's showing us that he's basically inconsistent right he had two interceptions i believe and a fumble in the game Mm -hmm. that's not good you know what is it aaron Rodgers says ball security is job security if he continues this way he's not gonna have a job for a very long time i think you gotta cut the 23 year old some breaks right you gotta cut him a break because it's only his second year it's only his second year i don't think i don't think any other quarterback that's i think so to put it this way because of the situation that Brock Purdy was put in, his standards are higher than they should be. And why? Because he's surrounded with immense talent. And that's, that's okay. But I think you should be more patient with him. Mainly because this is probably one of the best quarterbacks you've had recently, right? You've had struggles with Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously. And you have that curse in general where your, your quarterbacks get injured. You have that problem with Trey Lance. And there is plenty, plenty, plenty of talk. We, we've talked about this a lot about what they should do with Trey Lance. Now he's gone. Now you bring in Sam Darnold, right? Which, you know, 
should stay there at the in the uh, on the bench. He should stay there on the bench and stick with Brock Purdy because this guy is great when he works in his rhythm. When he gets in his rhythm, he's great, right? He's not an awful quarterback, I think. I think people need to relax and stop jumping the gun on this because it's barely his second year. He was the final pack pick in his draft year, 2022, right? And there weren't much expectations until he took over and he was able to take him far into the playoffs until he got that elbow injury. Cut this guy some slack. He'll, they'll be fine. There's, he's not perfect, right? There's going to be some games, some struggles. And, and this, this sometimes it's, it's like a sequence. It's like multiple games where there's struggles, right? And he's dealt with injuries, not, not just him, right? But around him. Yeah, yeah he he's... had to deal with the McCaffrey injury. He had to deal with the the Debo Samuel injury. He's still dealing with that. Yeah, he's not obviously he's not just the only problem. There's several problems in the 49ers system, but this system with Kyle Shanahan, it's basically built for a quarterback, right? The system quarterback is only good for the system. But what happens when the system doesn't work for him and they need him to be a quarterback? The defense needs to step up, and no, that's what you're didn't seeing, happen you're that last game. You're seeing it right now. He's throwing interceptions. He's fumbling. You're going to see when the system does not work for him, the Kyle Shanahan system where any quarterback should thrive in, right? And he got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, which, in my opinion, Jimmy Garoppolo has shown to be a much better quarterback than Brock so far. Well, it's too it's too early to tell. Uh, I, I Okay, so Brock Purdy is no Patrick Mahomes. Let's get that out of the way. He's no Patrick Mahomes. He is pretty he seems like a very systemic quarterback, which is not bad. And whenever you're very systemic, you have to it's it's like it's it's a system. It's a system. So if one one part of the system fails, you got to make up for that. And that's the defense. And that's what the defense is not doing. How do you have a top defense? Again, and this is comparable to any other teams. We've seen this with the Cowboys, right? We've seen this, I don't know. Well, what's another team that's a top defense that I don't know. Like, it's hard to really put the Jets there because, like, you know, it's it's kind of they're dealing with a different situation. But like Cowboys, let's just put the Cowboys right when Dak Prescott doesn't put he he doesn't do his job right. That defense needs to step up, and this is a similar situation, right? But this is more systemic than I would say than the Cowboys comparably, and they they need to step up. The defense needs to step up when Purdy is not playing his great game, when the system on the offense isn't working. And it's not completely fair to just say, oh, it's defense fault because they couldn't, you know, pick up his 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 uh, his miscues, his his bad game that he was having. Right. It's kind of hard to fully do that. But you put yourself in that position to where I think the coaching staff needs to really figure this out and and be ready for when Brock Purdy doesn't come through. And I don't think it's going to be it's it's not going to be super common. Brock Purdy is going to come through. This is just something new we're seeing. This is his second year. Again, cut him some slack. We'll, we'll agree. Opinion. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Because they're not out of the playoffs just because Brock Purdy's under center. I think they have a better chance with Brock Purdy than they ever did with Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. So I want to move on to the last one, Deshaun Watson. He's been dealing with his rotator cuff, if I'm not mistaken, right? And the last game, not this, not week eight, week seven. It, it seemed like they were they were wanting to go take him out there and, and start him, right? And he was doing some throws, and then he got injured again, right? So re- he re-aggravated the injury, and it, it's it's kind of like a weird situation what they're handling here. But, like, I'm just going to ask this question with the Cleveland Browns. So is Deshaun Watson not playing on purpose? 
I try to give the benefit of the doubt to NFL players, but in this case, it's very, very fishy. When he was with the Houston Texans, he signed a deal, like a big-time deal with them. And then three months later, he said, I want out. And in this situation, so with, with that with that uh, situation that happened with Houston Texans, if you go and put it in the in the Cleveland Browns, they are also struggling just like the Houston Texans were. So it seems like it can be a player that's like, I just don't want to put myself in that position. I already collected my money and I just, I don't want to play. I don't want to put myself in an in, in injury and, and with a team that's not going to go anywhere. Even though, in my opinion, the, the Cleveland Browns have an elite defense and they are able to get somewhere. They're doing it with P.J. Walker. Does he have control if he can play or doesn't play? Does he have, does he say, oh, you know what, this is really, like, nagging me, I can't play, yeah, or yeah. Is, is it not something the doctor can do? happened like? before. Yeah, but I mean, but do you really, it's kind of like an employee type of, with a corporation type of situation mm-hmm. that... Do you have days to call in six? Not necessarily. No, no, not that. It's just that you don't put the effort in there, and you're just not, you're just doing the lack of work, and either the... Like, can you believe the, the the employee or not? You know what I mean? So that's what the Cleveland Browns are in that situation. Like, do you believe them or do you say, hey, you're just you're you're lying and you can play? Like, do you really want to have that sort of relationship with your star quarterback? You know, I, I just don't know if that's the case. If he I think he's just injured and he doesn't he doesn't sure he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to get injured more than he already is. But you know what I feel about Deshaun Watson? <clears throat> Excuse me is that he came in to play with the Cleveland Browns unmotivated. And he's played sloppy. And, you know, when he went out with that shoulder... Shoulder. Shoulder. <laughs> injury. <laughs> um, he threw an interception in, yeah, yeah. in making. So I just don't think that... His, uh, he's unmotivated, basically. It's, it's really an interesting situation because, obviously, this guy has been in the headlines for a lot of different things. And even before those headlines started, right, he was considered like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when he was in Houston. And they were really putting him up there. And then, you know, right, that the whole drama happened. And it and it, it took so much time that I think, I don't know, I don't know what got into him. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, the whole, it, like, because you mentioned Andy, right? He got his bag. And then like three months later, he's like, I want out, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it might be getting close to the same type of situation. He got his bag in Cleveland. I'm not saying that this that's is, just because yeah. it's it's kind of like prove prove me guilty. And I, I mean, I can't really see what's going on. I just, all I'm saying, it's really, really fishy that it's kind of happening again. It is. It, it seems like it's happening again. And you reap what you sow. This is the Browns fault. Again, Browns doing Browns things. It's amazing. So three days ago, uh, says here on ESPN, Browns Watson, unsure how long injury will linger. He's considered week to week, and they're trying to avoid the the um, the IR. So something to kind of watch here, but it's it's really upsetting, and I don't, I just don't see anything great happening with the Browns and and the Watson situation. It's I don't I don't he might be doing it on purpose. I think he's just playing it safe, right? Because he just got his bag, and he's he's just being safe, and he doesn't want to. But I think it's more for himself rather than for the team. I don't see him really being a team player right now. This guy's so weird. Um, what I've seen from him, I, I can't really put my finger on it. What, what What's going on, right? It's really interesting, though. It's something to watch on. So it seems like we might have time. Do we have time for I'll fantasy updates? Really quickly. No? Really quickly. Oh, we can do week four picks if you want to do that. Okay, let's do week <laughs> week nine picks. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Let's start with Thursday night football, the Tennessee Titans against the Steelers. Now we have a new quarterback with the Titans, Will Levis, and that's where I'm picking. He had a monster game um, this last Sunday, and I think he can he can continue doing it to the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though I do believe the Pittsburgh Steelers have a good defense. But I think that the Titans with Hopkins and the running back Henry, I don't think he's going to get traded. It doesn't seem like. I mean, who knows? We'll see. If not, they have Tajay Spears. They'll be able to pull off the win. Then we have the Germany game, the, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Dolphins. I believe that the Dolphins are going to be able to pull this one off. I believe the Chiefs, a lack of weaponry in the offense is having their struggles. I saw Patrick Mahomes being really frustrated, and the Dolphins are just are just kicking butt, honestly. So the Dolphins with Mike McDaniels, they're going to figure it out in Germany. The Ravens against the Seahawks. Now, this can be a really, really good game. It seems like the Seahawks are putting a little bit more depth on their defense. They just traded for Leonard from the Giants. And I do believe the Ravens, the offense is just clicking here. And I believe uh, Lamar Jackson, he is actually getting a better and better every week. So I'm going to be taking the Ravens. The Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry, Cowboy fans. I'm thinking the Eagles are going to be taking this one. It might be a shootout. It might not be. But I'm going to be thinking that it is a shootout. Uh, I know that uh, Hertz is injured with a knee injury. But they're going to be able to figure it out with that running game and just quick passes. And they have a monster wide receiver with, uh, with um, A.J. Brown. So I'm going to be taking the Eagles. Sunday night football, we have the Buffalo Bills against the Bengals. I am going to be taking the Bengals at this point. I know Buffalo has had his struggles. They, we've seen them. They're going up and down. I don't know what's going on with them. Some One week is they're good and one week they're bad. And it looks like the Bengals are actually rolling into the positive direction. They just beat the San Francisco 49ers. And it looks like Macaulay Culkin is back. He's not home <laughs> alone anymore. He'll be able to win that Sunday night football game. <laughs> Monday Night Football, the New York Jets against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Man, that was a horrible game that I was watching the Giants against the Jets. It was pretty bad on both sides. I think the New York Jets got really lucky with the Giants just just fumbling the game on themselves. So I'm going to take the Chargers. I know they just beat the Bears. Uh, They have just better weaponry. And I believe the the Jets defense is going to get exhausted. So I'm going to take the Chargers. Oh. That's it. That was the last one, right? Yeah. That was Monday. That is Monday night. Football. Oh, man. Well, too bad you can't really have any input games because we're out of time. We're out of time. That's unfortunate. Maybe you can tell them right after this. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the very end. And we'd love to see you guys giving your opinion with us on our social media, which is football underscore tailgaters on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Thank you guys again for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode.